Well, good afternoon and welcome to episode 176 of The Other Ground Live. I'm Pastor Jay. Uh, you guys know the routine by now. Uh, I pick out topics to speak about and you guys call in on it. Uh, chat box is looking a little quiet at the moment, but that's all right. I'm sure it'll pick up uh, in a little while. Uh, so we might as well just go ahead and go straight to some of the topics that we're going to be speaking about today. Uh, let's see what do we have here. Uh, well, in uh, local news, uh, as you guys know, I'm from the Detroit area, and apparently a some dude decided that he was Luke and or Bo Duke and tried to jump a fucking bridge. Uh, we have a uh, something called the Fort Street Bridge. Look it up so you get an idea what we're talking about. And uh, it's one of those types that's it's like a drawbridge. And apparently this gentleman decided he didn't want to wait for it. And uh, so he you know, went around the uh, safety rail and kept on fucking going. Um, and believe it or not, he made it. Kind of. <laughs> they said he uh, blew out all four tires. Uh, what else did they say? He did. Broke the windshield. Uh, God who knows what else, what else actually happened to it. But uh, where is that in here? I just, I just had that a second ago. Give me a moment, folks. I'll find it. Ah, there it is. Uh, he, yeah, he... Uh, Smashed the windshield, blew all four of his tires, and damaged the bridge safety gate on the other side. <laughs> so, uh, I imagine there's some front-end damage there as well. Um, so, yeah, he kind of made it, but he, it's not like he got away from the cops. <laughs> uh, they uh, came and arrested him uh, for doing that stupid shit. Uh, but it must have been something to see. Uh, I can't believe uh, he could be in that much of a hurry. And obviously, he didn't think that shit out at all. <laughs> so, I wonder uh, if possibly drinking and or drugs were involved with it i would assume so <sighs> all right let's see what else we got today uh as always anyone listening you feel free to call in and comment on any of the top topics or just whatever you want to talk about regardless it doesn't have to be the shit i'm talking about give us a call i i accept all calls i don't promise i'm going to keep you on that long but i'll accept pretty much any call uh if you're too shy to call you're always welcome to Talk to us on the chat box. I try to read that and keep up with it the best I can. Uh, although keep in mind, if I am reading a article, that means I'm on a different screen than the podcast controls. So I can't see you typing out your stuff or uh, trying to call in. So please be, be please be patient. And we'll get to you as soon as we possibly can. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, this is also from Michigan. It seems like we're going to have a local uh Aspect of the show, at least the first, uh, it says here an 85 year old man was stabbed to death in a Meyer, Michigan Meyer. Um, then the suspect was after that held at uh, gunpoint by a woman uh, to, until the police arrived. Uh, let's see, it says an 85 man, 85 man, an 85 year old man was fatally stabbed Wednesdays at a Meyer in Adrian. Uh, police were first dispatched to the scene at 12.30 p.m. So this wasn't like a late night thing. This is in the middle of the day. Uh, with information about a man with a knife in the automotive section in the back of the store. Um, yeah, when while police uh, were en route, the call was upgraded to a stabbing in progress. Uh, upon arrival, officers found the victim between the automotive and sporting goods section. Uh, it makes me sad. <laughs> That's not where you think you're going to you know, uh, end your life. In the in between the automotive and sporting goods section, you know, uh, but they that's where they found him having been stabbed multiple times in the head and neck. He was pronounced dead at the scene. Uh, they were able to take the suspect into custody without incident. Uh, they said, and that's because a woman with a concealed pistol license witnessed the stabbing taking place. She drew her pistol on the suspect and ordered him to the ground and held him at gunpoint until the police arrived. So, um, 
unfortunately for the 85 year old, apparently he didn't have a gun. Um, but yeah, that's some fucked up shit, dude. Uh, I, I can't imagine stabbing somebody to death for fucking pretty much any reason, much less an 85 year old person. Um, I don't see any, uh, details about why they think he did it though. Um, Huh. Yeah, it doesn't say anything about why they think he did it at the moment. Uh, I'm sure we'll find out as that goes on. Um, yeah, browsing through the rest of the thing. Yep, nope, nothing about it. <laughs> I guess it's too new. Uh, you, uh, I'm sure they'll, they'll interview him and find out, and we'll probably hear about it eventually. All right, we're going to move on from that one. Uh, chat box is a little shallow today. Oh, I see Dragoff and Captain made it. Hey, how you doing, guys? Um, I'm just sitting here blathering along until someone interesting calls in and props up the show for me for yet another day. <laughs> so in the meantime, I'll just go ahead and read through some more of these articles because uh, we don't tend to use them once people actually show up. So uh, let's see. Anti-mask protesters find after marching through Florida Target. Um, protesters at a Fort Lauderdale, Florida, uh, in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, rather, gathered at a Target on September 15th to demonstrate against the mandatory use of face masks against the spread of COVID-19. In a video that surfaced on Twitter on Tuesday, a group of protesters, including some younger people, uh, can be seen walking through the store aisles, blasting music, specifically Twisted Sisters were not going to take it, and urging shoppers to disregard health recommendations that were implemented to help uh, help prevent the spread of the virus. The group chanted, take off your mask, we're not going to take it anymore as well as, yeah, we got one as they <laughs> headed down the store aisle. I don't know what that last one means. <laughs> D. Snyder, the band's front man, took to Twitter as a video of the stunt emerged saying that they did not have permission or blessings to use my song for their moronic cause. <laughs> That's pretty much what I expected D. Snyder to say. Uh, he's just a pretty smart guy. Um uh, yeah, uh, Dragonoff's on the chat box said they're idiots. And yeah, that's just fucking stupid on so many different levels. Okay, you know, um, let's give the benefit of the, doubt, of the doubt and assume that they found evidence that caused them to believe that to be true. Uh, fuck, dude, pro- walking through a uh, Target uh, protesting about it. Well, for a couple things, dude, even if you think masks are completely useless, uh, it's still a store's right to... Uh, pick and choose they have who they have in their store it's a private business they are under no obligation to to let you in their store and do shopping it's that's private it's not a government building it's not a public building you have no right to be there at all so if if you don't like the entire uh they won't let me in if i'm not wearing a mask thing don't think of it as like they're not letting you in because you're wearing a mask think of it as they're not letting you in because you're fucking really ugly and and the only way that's they're going to possibly let you through those doors if you is if you put a fucking mask on if that makes you feel better about it you know <laughs> now the entire uh, mask that being not being effective or being effective and the uh, is a different uh, conversation obviously uh, I I'm of the camp that obviously that they are uh, but I'm not going to argue with someone who doesn't believe in that because a, a couple quick Google searches will you know prove my point. And if someone doesn't want to do that, or more likely they have seen that information, just don't believe it. I see no point in me bringing up the information that they didn't uh, believe the first time that they heard it. So 
which is why uh, which is why I don't try to argue with people for the most part. I normally give them the benefit of the doubt that even if they're wrong about something, they're wrong about it after having done their research on it. Uh, many, many times when I think someone's really stupid about something, then you know, I think to, to myself, oh, they just don't know this information. Turns out they know that information. They don't believe that information. <laughs> so, which has reduced my desire to get into arguments with people a lot. Uh, I tend to keep to myself on my Facebook now, uh, which is really fucking crazy because as it's getting closer to the uh, election, uh, my Facebook has turned into like a political platform and I have, my friends are divided pretty evenly about this. So it's, it's interesting how that works. Uh, you know, uh, both of them are really, really fucking shitty assholes and spamming my fucking, uh, Facebook feed with stupid ass fucking political shit. <laughs> so they are equally sucking ass. Uh, and I'll be really glad when the, the election's over either way and they can go back to what their normal thing is. You know, uh, m one set of my friends are mostly nerdy. The other set of my friends are mostly redneck. So, so, uh, and you can, you can, I imagine you can probably guess which way both of them vote, but we won't really go into that. Ah, let's see what else we got tonight. Uh, do, do, do. Melrose place actress headed back to prison for 2010 crash. Hmm, why would I pick that up as a, as a headline? There must be more to it. Uh, a former Melrose Place actress who has already served a prison sentence for a fatal 2010 drunk, drunken driving crash in New Jersey is heading back behind bars after a judge agreed with prosecutors Thursday that her initial sentence was too lenient. Oh, fuck me. I wasn't even sure they could do that. Saying Amy Locaine has still refuses to fully acknowledge her culpability in the crash that killed 60-year-old Helene Seaman hmm, and severely injured Seaman's husband. Uh, State Superior Court Justice, excuse me, Judge Angela Borkowski sentenced her to eight years in state prison. Uh, state re law requires that her, her to serve more than six years before being eligible for parole. Um, wow. What was the, what was the original sentence? Uh, a trial, oh, the state initially sought a seven-year sentence, but a trial judge sentenced her to three years in 2013. Um, an appeals court ruled he misapplied the law, but at a resentencing, the same judge declined to give her additional time. Um, then last year, a different judge sentenced her to five years, but an appeals court ruled that he didn't follow guidelines. And it's so, how are these people not fucking, you know, it's your job to know this shit, judges. Uh, how are you just fucking shit up left and right about this shit? Uh, so, okay, but apparently the, the deal is uh, she served three years, got back out, and now they're making her go back to prison because they don't think that was enough time. I didn't think you could fucking do that. I mean, I, I'm assuming that just means like a, it was settled in a lower court and uh, 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 they brought it to a higher court, which basically, you know, uh, overturned that part of the sentencing, which seems like bullshit though. I know, I know it works the other way for like defense, you know, like uh, if you, uh, if that, that, you know, you can, when you lose your case, you can apply to a higher court and a higher court uh, as long as that court accepts your case. I believe, uh, and, uh, I never really thought about it working in reverse. <laughs> it was like the prosecutors bringing it to a higher court, a higher court, because they weren't happy with the results. Uh, so, God, dude, that's got to be a weird, weird fucking feeling. You go to prison for something, uh, you know, and spend actual time. Three years is a lot of time. Uh, not a lot of time for someone that drunk and drivingly killed somebody. But three years, think about where you were three years ago and think about spending all those last three years in jail or prison, rather. And, you know, it's a, it's a lot of time for uh, to be sitting around doing nothing. Uh, 
So she got out, thought she had served a time, thought she was clear, and then finds out that she's got to serve another seven years on top of that. That's fucked up. But once again, maybe you shouldn't drink and drive. Let's see what else we got today. Let me X out of that so I don't go back to it later. Do, 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 do. Yeah, you guys are chat box and the call-ins are kind of slow today. I wonder if what, what everyone's off doing. Uh-oh, maybe is it football shit? It, no, it's too early for football. That's not until like 8 o'clock or some shit like that. <laughs> I'm just wondering where everybody is today. So this will be one of those low-key, you know, keep it on the down-low shows. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, Justice League star Ray Fisher went on Twitter attack again after getting cameo offer in the flash dude this guy is mr sour fucking grapes man i you know justice league star ray fisher went on his twitter attack against director joss whedon in june after he was offered a small cameo role in the upcoming dc comics movie the flash the rap has learned uh the film which is aiming to begin production next year with urza miller as miller as the title character and michael keaton and ben affleck uh, returning as versions of batman is set to include a small role for Fisher as the genetically enhanced superhero cyborg. Um, let's see, they offered it to him. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Uh, let's see. Okay. I don't see what the actual Twitter attack that he went on. Oh, okay. I see the point of this thing. They, they gave him the, the cameo. Uh, he, they offered it to him back in June. Um, and then, uh, and then after that was when he started going on Twitter and, and like making all his accusations about, uh, to Josh Whedon and all that good stuff, which they still haven't cleared up to this, to this day. And we talked about this the other day. I still don't know why he's unhappy. I understand he is unhappy. And he said, you know, people, the treatment that he and others in the cast received was totally, you know, uh, uh inappropriate and wrong, but that's all he'll say. He won't tell us anything more. You know, I, I think he said something about like non-disclosure agreements or something, but come on, dude. <laughs> I want to know why. I want to know why you're so upset. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> okay. Sorry. Let's see. What else do we got today? In the tree. Oh, okay. That was the drawbridge story. We're just burning through the topics when it's just me talking about them, huh? I, I think I get like about a minute to two minutes out of each one or something like that. Yep, that's about right. A minute to two minutes. Okay. Mexico catches Americans smuggling 13,000 rounds of ammo. I was uh, amazed to find out it goes that way. Um, from what I understand, uh, talking to all my gun friends, it's a hell of a th It's hella hard to try to get ammunition right now. It's expensive as shit. Uh, so when I read that the Mexican, Mexican government said Thursday that it caught a U.S. citizen trying to smuggle... 13,000 rounds of ammunition at a border crossing in Nogales, of course, for, I'm going to say that wrong, whatever. <laughs> Mexico's National Guard said Thursday uh, that officers and custom authorities were checking incoming vehicles crossing when a car with Arizona plates crashed into another vehicle when it tried to avoid the checkpoint. <laughs> officers then found the ammo in 13 boxes in the trunk of the car. Uh, no further details were provided about the driver who was taken into custody. Uh, the guard said the ammunition was high caliber, which usually means it was for assault rifles. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Do you guys hear that? High caliber is normally reserved for assault rifles. 
I love it when someone writes a story and they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Uh, but okay, I guess now that I think about it, 13,000 rounds is, is a lot, but it's not a ridiculous amount. As you saw some, you know, you can buy them in boxes of a thousand. So I um, wonder what he was doing with those fucking bullets. Uh, I don't think he was like crossing over to uh, fucking, you know, sell them on the black market in Mexico or some shit like that. Uh, maybe he was just some sort of weird prepper or something, you know, who bought a place in Mexico and was trying to stock it up. The world may never know. Let's see what else we got today. Oh, did you guys see that uh, fucking uh, uh, news article about the uh, Boston University professor who was killed in an elevator accident? Uh, yeah, uh, one, I couldn't get into details about it. They said something about uh, automatic sensors and her trying to carry a package into the... Uh, um, uh, elevator, which set it off. It's, I haven't found. I, they didn't give me any details about how she actually died. They said of asphyxiation. Um, so I, I think she was caught in something as it was moving up. Maybe caught her head or shoulders. Yeah, just I don't know. Uh, I've watched a couple elevator uh, death videos on the internet, and that was all I needed. <laughs> it's uh, it's fucking grim most of the time. Uh, but normally it's fairly it's fairly fast though, because you know them those. Uh, Elevators, you know, move at a, a brisk pace. <laughs> um, yeah, um, yeah. I, you know, I actually don't recommend doing that. Don't don't look up elevator deaths on the internet. That's just, you're not going to have a good time. And if you're going to have a good time with that, then ooh, sorry about your luck, man. That's weird. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, the the article I saw was about how like all all, all of her students loved her and this and the other. And she was young; she was like 38 or 39, so she wasn't like an old geezer or anything like that. She had plenty of life ahead of her. Uh, it's just shitty, uh, shitty, shitty, shitty accident. Uh, let's see. No, that was the anti-mast article. Got to text that out. Um, in the, this must be an OG or news, uh, California mother files fertility fraud suit, alleges doctor used his own sperm to impregnate her. <laughs> Two lawsuits were filed Wednesday by families who have discovered their, that their fertility doctors secretly use their own sperm to inseminate the mothers of now adult children. In one case, a Livermore woman said she wants her sperm donor to be Christian and share her husband's ethnicity. She was horrified when she found out that her daughter's biological father turned out to be her Jewish doctor. Um, well, okay, well, haha, for one thing. Because, you know, uh, I think it's fucking ridiculous. Oh, we, our sperm donor, they have to be a Christian and share their husband. Well, okay, the ethnicity thing, uh, that's a little more ambiguous. Uh, you know, I, it's, I, cannot, I think there's silly reasons, but I can understand someone having reasons for that. But fucking, you know, the, making sure your sperm donor is a Christian. <laughs> that's just fucking silly, dude. You, you, you think that's for, yeah, you're, you're right. That sperm has decided it, you know, it follows Christ and all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, but the battery and fraud lawsuit against Dr. Michael Keegan, who is most recently practiced in Lynchburg, Virginia. So all you women in Lynchburg, Virginia that happen to have, uh, you know, used a sperm donor, you might want to check your math. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the efforts to kicking were not successful. Each suit, each suit filed by San Francisco-based Adam Wolf seeks unspecified monetary damages and for the doctors to reveal their personal medical history to the affected families. Dude, why would you do that? I mean, seriously, why would you do that? There's, 
I mean, there's that's that's just some weird sick shit. Uh, this, you know, fucking in no world is it okay to like just use your own sperm to fucking you know impregnate women that come to you for you know uh to for that kind of thing. I mean, <laughs> I mean, this isn't some weird fucking porn movie. You're not actually having sex with the ladies. You have no motive to do this except for some weird thing in your head that you know. Oh, we have a caller. Well, hey there, Tenor. How you doing? Hey, what's going on, Jay? I'm uh, I'm using the bathroom right now. I don't know if you can tell. No, no, I couldn't, couldn't tell at all, man. I, I thought you were standing next to a, a Babylon brook. <laughs> what the fuck happened, man? Um, you, you've had consistently, when I checked in here and there, you've had uh, close to 20 fucking viewers. What's going on today? Is there something big going on that I don't know about? I don't know either. Like there's, you know, I, I appreciate you. I don't want to say there's nobody on cause I, there are people on that. I appreciate having you and dragging off, uh, James captain, all you guys, all you guys, but fucking, there's just nobody fucking here today. I mean, yeah. you like yesterday. Uh, we had like 15 a day before that 22 fucking, uh, and that's consistently our, our tops are like around 30 or somewhere between 30 and 45. But today no one fucking wants to listen to the show, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I, just, I just fucking, I open, I opened it up and I saw four people. I was like, what the fuck is happening out here? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe I should go back and listen to yesterday's show. Maybe I fucked something up really bad. <laughs> They're like, Oh, I'm done with this shit. What, what type of callers did you have yesterday? Did you have, uh, you have any, uh, stars come on? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We, uh, um, Michael Jackson did, uh, got half the show with us. Uh, Maxi baby showed up at one point. Uh, it was a good show. And then, then I had help from like Rainer and, uh, and Sly and such. So, it's not like it was just me babbling along all for the entire show, like fucking today. <laughs> yeah, I've, I haven't heard that guy, Michael Jackson. Is he? Uh, is he a pretty good character? Yeah, yeah, he's fun. He's uh, uh, all of uh, Homeboy eighty eight's characters are a lot of fun. He's uh, <laughs> he does he does a pretty good he does a pretty good job of it. Yeah, but he, he's in the background. He's working on a fucking sixty eight El Camino with pins fucking striping. Man, the fucking guy is slamming tools left and right into my goddamn ear every time I hear him. Oh, I know. I, I really, I really wish he didn't. I, I really wish he didn't have to work while he, when he called in, because you know that that is a that is a bummer. But I'd rather have him with the uh, background noise than not have him at all. Nah, he's a trip, bro. He's a trip. So, so yeah. what is what's going on? So apparently, um, in the last uh, three weeks, the whole podcast has taken a bit of a turn, eh? Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, this is good. I mean, uh, I wasn't sure if I was gonna be able to do it alone, but uh, the OG and all the other listeners have really stepped up. Uh, fucking, our downloads are up like almost thirty percent over the last two weeks or so. Uh, so yeah, we're actually we actually did like over uh, over one thousand downloads in the last two weeks. So yay! H- have you h- have you gotten any DMs, PMs, texts, voice messages from Dalton at all? No, uh, I haven't talked to him. Not not since the ones that we uh, I told you about uh, three weeks ago. Nothing at all, him. huh? I'm, I'm leaving him to his own devices, dude. He, it's got to suck for him, dude. I mean, you know, you got to remember, I know you guys were gleeful about it, but I did just do a show with this guy for fucking eight, six to eight months, like 200 Oh, hours. don't, don't uh, put me know. in the glee. Don't put me in that bunch. I mean, I no, got along no, with a guy. I wasn't going to pile on his ass. I mean. Right, wh- right. No, I just he, mean everyone in the, general. I'm not you specifically. Well, the, yeah. the heat that he got, he brought on himself. And yeah. the way that he went about, um just basically disassociate himself from the show. He deserves to have a little heat, but don't get me wrong. There's no personal. I mean, I'd fucking drink a beer or a Vizzy or a 
fucking sex on the beach with that guy. That's fine, man. I got I got no issues with that dude. I'm still gonna bust his balls because that's what I fucking do, and he deserves right, it. Right, and, right, and, right. And, 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 and if he was a stand-up individual, he would say straight up, "Yeah, I fucking deserve a bit of a ball busting." You know what I mean? Yeah, you know me, I'm a softie. I've I've mentioned several times that I hope he doesn't listen to the show anymore because I feel bad, especially since some of them are really, really fucking funny too. You know, yeah, I feel, I feel yeah. bad laughing a lot, laughing at somebody, but goddamn, dude, you guys are fucking ruthless. I haven't, I haven't, uh, I haven't heard much in the last, basically since uh, since Jason Statham called in. I haven't fucking heard much of the shows. I've been fucking working my balls off. Mm. So uh, yeah, I, I I read like I'll I'll update, um, I'll refresh the thread and right. see what's going on, um, but shit like that. But other than that, like um, Sly the other day said I was being paged. And I was working and, and I started the show and just was reading the chat because I didn't have I didn't have the uh, the audio going. So I didn't even know what was being said, but it was fucking active as shit, man, for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, fucking. Oh, uh, there's we've I, several things have just amused me more than other things. Uh, there's somebody and I, for the most part, I don't know who's doing some of these. I think Forrest is doing some of them, but he can't be all of them because it's different people. Uh, we have breaking news that calls in every once in a while. So, so he'll call his, his uh, screen name is breaking news. I'll pick it up and you're, and you'll hear like the news music in the background. He'll be like, yeah, breaking yeah. news. Our dot's a douchebag. This has been breaking news. <laughs> and then, and then it hangs up. Yeah. Then it hangs up. Uh, that's fucking see. That's, that's good humor, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking that's, cracking that's me fucking up. That's good humor. I, I see. Mm-hmm. I did see today that you got uh, actual compliments on your suit. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a fucking new one. I mean, I see somebody said that your 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 uh, short sleeves were uh, two inches too short, but uh, other than that, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that was about the only negative comment. And they aren't too bad, really. It's it's uh, hard to find stuff that's going to fit me like that. And part of the reason they fit is just I think because I've gained a little more weight in the in, in the last three weeks. I've gained nine pounds in the last three weeks, although that's way too much too fast. I've cut down on my calories a little bit. Between that and the uh, testosterone, I think I'm filling out my suits a little well, bit better too. You, you're probably holding a little bit of water from the testosterone, um, so you're going to gain some water weight. Um, uh, have you noticed a, a, a sizable strength increase at all since you've been on? It's hard you, to say you, because I'm on that on Dalton's weird fucking workout thing. It's different every time, you know. Like, okay, this time you're going to do five sets of four at ninety percent. This time you're going to do one set of twelve at sixty percent. You know, uh, it's I. I so to me, it feels like I'm stronger, but it's really hard to uh, to tell, to be honest. What's what? What are your clothes saying? Oh, you mean my? You know uh, what I mean? Like, yeah. When you, are you filling out your clothes like t-shirts that might have been a little baggier? Are they starting to hug your arms a little bit or whatever? Yeah. I know yeah, I sounded yeah. like a fag, but I'm really thinking about your cock right now. So just let me know <laughs> how your clothes are fitting right now. Are your pants tight? They get real tight when I talk to you. Like if I, if I go like, <laughs> if my voice gets like really, really like this, do like do your pants get super tight down below? You know what I'm saying? No, I don't think it's that type of testosterone, to be honest with you. Uh, but yeah, my shirts have been a little bit better. My wife has made comments about my biceps uh, uh, several times now. So, so that's a good, that's so, always a good okay, thing. Okay, so answer me this question. Are you absolutely tearing that ass up now because oh, of the testosterone? Is she, is she sick of you just fucking pounding that fucking meat pocket or what? Yeah, for the most part, <laughs> um, <laughs> she's that sick of it. She's she's actually wants it more often than I do for the most part, but uh, she physically can't handle it more than like once every other day or so. 
So we have oh, to, you're so I, modest, I her, Jay. I have to give her. A you, you're so modest. She physically <laughs> just she can't handle the truth that I'm giving her right now. When I put these things on her. <laughs> Uh, oh fuck jesus you, christ man uh <laughs> sly dog call in dude we got we got to pick this shit up there's only six live viewers so sly dog get in here i gotta talk guns with you anyways you fuck um uh, did, you, did you hear that article i was talking about where this guy uh fucking uh smuggled uh 15 000 rounds of ammo from uh, like uh california to mexico and got caught doing it he didn't yeah he didn't he keister Ameri- it did he Nah, we just they said they said they found it in his trunk. They didn't say in the trunk of what. So technically, he might have. well, you know, that's a little bit ambiguous, if you ask me, exactly. Jim. I mean, yeah. if he was carrying it in the trunk, you know, <laughs> exactly. it could be like yeah. I'm, I'm sure Homelander could probably smuggle three, four, five thousand rounds in his trunk. I mean, because <laughs> he's been gaped so many goddamn times that it's unreal. Yeah, where's that asshole at? Uh, he's he's here fucking almost every day. So, you know, now that you show up, he's afraid to listen to the show, I guess. That's what it is. You know, we both know between um, the sexual tension in our relationship, Homelander and I, a.k.a. Clarence, um, right. he's 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 a little sexually intimidated by me. And when he knows yeah, I'm going to be around, like he, he he'll bust balls when I'm not there, like fucking tenors of homo or whatever. But when I step on the scene, this guy's nowhere to be fucking found. It's strange. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Uh, well, you know, what are you going to do? So, man, I know you've been busy lately. Uh, can you talk about your work? Any anything interesting happen uh, there or, uh, or like, what? what have you been doing for your free time? Um, dude, same old fucking bullshit. Well, I'm, I'm today. So, so check this out. So where I'm at, um, the kids are not allowed back in school yet where we've pushed back to October 5th or 12th or some shit. So today is my first day off since they've been back to school. So I homeschooled today, um, via computer. They're doing, um, they have meetups like classroom meetups via computer. So I have a kindergartner and a second grader both Mm. one's got an ipad one's got a chromebook and they're doing classroom meetups and activities and what a pain in the dick man like my second my second grader she doesn't use a computer i mean i know some people's kids are on the computer all day long but she doesn't use a computer so we're switching back and forth their activities are on one um on, on one page and her classroom meetups on another page and they're constantly flipping back and forth. And then you've got to, you got to figure out how to, how to respond to the activity page. It's just a, it's, it's stupid. The first 20 minutes, check this out. She's a second grader, right? Mm-hmm. The first 20 minutes, it's the teacher and all the, the, the class it's, it's not zoom, but it's kind of like zoom, a zoom meeting where you can see each other and then you can respond, you can mute each other, whatever. So the first 20 minutes of class, and this is my first foray into this because I've been working all week, is the teacher saying, okay, Jaden, say hi to, to Mallory. And then he does this like weird like hand signal, like say he does like a Marty Moose fucking ears over his head. So, so the kid's got to say, hi, Mallory with Marty Moose. So it's like a Simon Says shit. So the first 20 minutes of class of this, I look at my wife. I go, what the fuck? What are, what are they learning? This is fucking stupid. They're playing Simon Says. I, I, I was flabbergasted, dude. 
And you know I have little <laughs> patience for fucking bullshit, obviously. But right, it, it was right. it was stupid as shit, man. I'm like, she all she wants to do is the activity. She doesn't want to interact with these people. Just give her the fucking activities and let her do them and stop playing Marty Moose, man. You know, we can watch we could watch we can watch National Lampoon's vacation if she wants to learn about Marty Moose. <laughs> I don't think that's the type of moose they're talking about. Uh, yeah, do, I know. do you know? I, I, hold on, I, I, hold on, hold on, hold on, Jay. Hold on, Jay. What's, what's up? Do you know the yeah. Marty Moose song from from National Lampoon's Vacation? Let me I let me hear your rendition. Or, Are you fucking, have know. you seen National Lampoon's Vacation? Yeah, but like thirty years ago, I don't like Chevy Chase. So I. Are you fucking kidding me? No. Yeah, okay, I don't Jay, like you ready? He's an asshole. All right, all right, all right. Listen, he might be an asshole, but those fucking movies are fucking awesome. So here it goes. Here's going to be the rendition. You ready? Here's how it goes. And a one, and a two, and a three. Who's the moosiest moose we know? Marty Moose. Who's the star of our favorite show? Marty Moose. And then it goes on. And then in the end, Marty Moose comes in, and he goes, that's me. Dude, it's fucking amazing, guys. I mean, <laughs> I do. Yeah, that was a great movie. For example, I want that fucking station wagon. I want that station wagon so goddamn bad. That'd be such an awesome fucking thing to just cruise around in. Are you talking about the P. Green family truckster? Goddamn right, I am, dude. Fucking, yeah, that so fucking awesome. P, you know uh, that the P. Green family truckster is is a modern marvel, actually, sir. Yeah, yeah. When, <laughs> when my oh yeah. Well, I was got like eighteen fucking headlights. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> I love that thing. My parents had a station wagon. It was like uh, it wasn't a, a pea green uh, family truckster. Uh, and I don't, I couldn't even tell you what brand it was, but it was wood paneled. Uh, <laughs> you know, what I'm talking nice. about the, we're talking about the wood paneled. Uh, probably would have been the seventies since this like they got it in like eighty or eighty one or eighty two and it was used. So like this oh, is yeah. late seventies fucking uh, station wagon. I love that thing. We that was the best thing ever for a family of uh, fucking six. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I got to put in the passcode for my son because he's actually watching Netflix while I screw off and talk to you. While I drink Vizzies. <laughs> while I screw off, drink Vizzies and talk to you. Come here, buddy. I'll put the passcode in. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so uh, I, you know what I want? Have you, do you remember the old AMC Eagles? Yeah, oh, yeah. My, one of my cousins had one of those, the four-wheel drive ones. Dude, those things are so goddamn badass, and you can't even touch them anymore. I mean, for less than... I don't know what they cost, but uh, they're amazing, and I wish I had one. Here you go, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I always wanted one of those because I always thought that was the coolest thing ever. I'm like, well, it's four wheel drive station wagon. It, yeah, it can go anywhere. And they had wood man. panels and shit. <laughs> Fuck yeah. yeah, man. Dude, it, it, I would, I would, I would smoke. I would take that thing down the lake, smoke a pack of unfiltered Lucky Strikes, and chase it with some Jenny Cream Ale. Listen to the docking. And that would be that'd be like a perfect fucking weekend, would it not? Yeah. No, you're you not kidding me. Docking, rocking with docking. <laughs> Shit. Um, AMC made a couple four wheel drive vehicles, didn't they? It wasn't just that station wagon, wasn't it? I, that's that's you know, um, I'm not oh, yeah, an auto expert to know. I think I all their shit was all wheel drive. What wasn't yeah. all their all their shit all wheel drive? It was amazing, dude. Yeah, I have no clue how why they didn't uh, how how they went out of business. I think they were bought out by another company because they were having financial problems. But and what, yeah, what is that? I think Lee, it, it's it it's Lee Iacocca's fault. That fucker. Yeah, that fucker. Um, but there's lots of I can't car even, brands. I, listen, I can't even yeah. spell Iacocca. I'm 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 actually surprised I could pronounce it. So go ahead, sir. <laughs> you know, but actually, there's all kinds of different car brands that have went away that are a bummer. 
Uh, some of them that didn't surprise me all that much. Some of them surprised the fuck out of me. I can't believe there's no more fucking Pontiacs of any kind. You know, like this discontinued a really large fucking brand segment. I had a Pontiac. I had a, a 1987 Pontiac Grand Prix. It was a two door and it had a 350 Windsor fucking engine in it. And that the, the, the doors were so fucking heavy on that car. It was unreal, man. Like you had to take two hands to shove them closed. You couldn't do it with one unless you had you had to have superior tricep strength to close that with one arm. <laughs> oh, I had a whole bunch of Pontiacs. I had a, a Grand Am, which is the least of them, but it was still, still at least a car. Uh, but I had several Fieros. I love me a Pontiac Fiero. Are, hold on, hold on. You're shitting me because be, w- before you said you had a couple Fieros, it popped in my head. I'm like, this motherfucker had a Fiero. I bet this six foot eight goon <laughs> tried to shove his stupid ass into a fucking two door Fiero. You did. Oh, yeah. I did. I most certainly did, sir. I got the idea from my dad who had several Fieros, um, who was six nine. Because fucking the engine's behind you, so there's nothing in the front. So there's so there's all kinds of fucking leg room. You're practically laying down in the car, but it's tons of leg room. <laughs> what size engine did that have in the back? Like a two point uh, three liter or some shit? Got like some sort of four cylinder. Uh you but the thing is you could take out the, the four cylinder and put in a fucking eight cylinder if you wanted to. There's a, actually a company out there called V eight Archies that used to do that shit. Uh they would drop like you know, fucking Corvette engines in it. Nowadays, it's yeah, even was, more wasn't fun. Yeah, was, uh, wasn't Go ahead. Oh, no. I was going to say, now it's even more fun because if I ever got a, uh, some money, one of the things I'd like to do is get a Fiero and then drop like a four-cylinder supercharged engine from like a Chevy Cobalt, uh, which is very much very moddable up to close to three or 400 horsepower. And it would still have the original four, and it would still have a four-cylinder instead of an eight-cylinder, so it wouldn't throw off the... Uh, uh, ge- ge- geometry of it so much uh if, you know you don't because when you put that much weight back there that's more than it was intended to be in that spot it's going to change how it drives um so, so that'd be a fucking awesome thing to drop a little four-cylinder uh supercharger in there wind it up to about 350 horsepower and then go to town weren't there uh body kits that you could buy for those that, that actually use the chassis that you made them into like a, a, a quasi ferrari looking type of uh character Oh, there's a ton of them. There's Ferrari ones. There's Lamborghini ones. There's a couple like Mercedes Benz. I can't, I don't know what type of car it's supposed to be, but I think it's like some sort of Mercedes, at at least around dozen of different things. Plus on top of it, the same guy V8 Archie made some of his own. So that would, uh, so it's a body kit, but it doesn't make it look like any other car. It makes it like, like his own unique look. And some of those were even cooler because with the, uh, uh, you know, Ferrari and the Lamborghini ones, you could look at it and go, oh, yeah, that's not a Ferrari. <laughs> I mean, it might take you a second, but it's not that long. It didn't take you that long to fucking figure that shit out. With, the, with these unique body kits, they looked at it and just went, what the fuck is that? So uh, you had two of them, you said? Yeah, yeah. I had a white one and a silver one. They were they were fun cars. I knew um, you. I, I was going to say you had a silver one, didn't you, you fucker? Yeah, yeah. You know, dude, the, the only thing I can say about that car is never buy a small car that's close to the same color as the pavement. People pulled out in front of me with that car all the fucking time. <laughs> it's like what they couldn't see me. They? I was like, I was invisible. Uh, both of them were uh, 85s. I always wanted what one what of the 86s. Ye- what year did you have them? Oh, God. Uh, 93 94 95 somewhere around there somewhere sometime in the uh, uh mid 90s i would say 
and I'm assuming they were absolutely great in the snow, being that the engine was in the back, right? <laughs> it was better. It was better than you would think, but yeah, they were very squirrely in the snow. Uh, you know, the, yeah, yeah, they they were fun little cars. They severely underpowered, uh, but they're they were fun. Uh, they got a bad rep because, like the '84s, uh, the original year had a lot of electrical problems. Uh, so they fixed those, obviously going forward, and they never had them again. But uh, the electrical problems were caused. In the the eighty four has caught things on fire. So, so despite the fact that that the nice. the company reassured the public that that wasn't going to happen again, nobody believed them. So most of the, the years after that didn't sell very well, and they gave up at like eighty six or eighty seven. The eighty sixes and eighty and eighty six and a halfs, as they call them, look different than the earlier models. The 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 Fiero that most of you guys are probably familiar with is called the Notchback. They also had a slope back one, which was. The exact same car, but the the uh, back of it sloped on the sides. It still cut the say the, the uh, windshield, the back windshield, and the trunk space uh, covering the engine were still the same. But instead of you know the but it had like fuck body panels that uh, that uh, sloped along the side. You'd have to look it up to. I'm describing it poorly, but it, it was a really fucking cool looking car. And they actually had the uh, suspensions on those all sorted out, so they handled really good. <clears throat> but they were just fucking slow because. Back in 1986, they didn't put anything resembling any kind of horsepower in anything. <laughs> yeah, man. My mom had a, uh, she had, when we were growing up, she had a, a, a vehicle that had the, the engine in the rear. It was like a, I think it was called a Chevrolet Corvair. Oh, and wow. uh, yeah, and my grandma made her get rid of it because she, uh, I guess there was a recall, kind of like the Pinto, that if they got rear ended, the fucking thing would blow up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she yeah, had a Pinto as well. But that thing got repoed because we were poor and she was kind of a scumbag. So uh well, yeah. <laughs> well that Corvair, if it's the if it's the car I'm thinking of, I believe someone wrote a book about it called uh Unsafe at Any Speed. Um which is which is how one of the safety agencies labeled it as. <laughs> so it, it, yeah, had, she, it had a lot of problems from what I understand. Yeah, she had a Corvair. She also had a dope ass um Probably in 1980, she had like a 78 Camaro um, that was bad as hell. It was like a, a navy blue. And uh, I think my stepfather, I think he got two DWIs in, in one night. I think he wrecked that. And then, Ooh, um, yeah, he rolled that and left it in a fucking ditch somewhere. And then got, um, he grabbed another vehicle. I think it was his truck. Chevy Silverado and, and he ended up getting a DWI in that too. So yeah, he was, um, he was quite the winner that night. Oh Jesus. My stepdad had a, <laughs> uh, as far as cool cars go, uh, I want to say like a 1958, uh, international harvester pickup truck or something like that. I might, I might even, it might not even have the, uh, brand name right, but it was a really weird, funky looking truck. That was pretty cool. Uh, and that was it as far as like cool cars. My, my stepdad and my mom were not into the cool cars when I was growing up, mostly station wagons. My mom had a, uh, Chevy LeBaron for like fucking 15 years, put like 7,000 miles on it. And, was, it uh, was it, was it the, uh, the, the rag top LeBaron? The, the fake rag top one. It, was, it, yeah. it had the vinyl top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Very that nice. such a mom fucking, that's a, such a mom fucking car, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And then she, nice. and after, that, after that, she owned like a uh, 1998 uh, Grand Am, I believe it was. Yeah. And that's what she owned until the day she died. So she had that thing 17 years and it had like 
seven or eight thousand miles on it. <laughs> she only this, this, drove it to the grocery store and back, and that was fucking it. And she did what she was refused a, to drive anyplace. It was a '98 Grand Am. I think so, something like that. Yeah, I remember. Um, I had a buddy of mine that his parents bought him a brand new Grand Am in '93, so it was brand new. This thing, fucking, I thought Grand Ams were actually pretty cool back then because I was just a young scumbag kid that you know any anything that didn't have rust in it was pretty fucking right. cool to me. Right. And his parents, yeah, his parents brought him this brand new Grand Am, and he fucking hated it. He hated every second of driving that car. And his name was Chris Woodrow. And I'm like, Chris, why the fuck do you hate this car? I would fucking kill. Your car is nicer than my mom's car, and you hate this fucking thing. We were drinking beer one night, and he was all fucked up. He kept looking at me. He goes, fuck that shit trade this fucking thing and get me a 454 big block fuck it <laughs> that's all he kept saying all night and every time he said 454 big block he'd throw up his fist like he was doing a fist but fucking fuck that 454 big block <laughs> fuck this shit oh <laughs> uh, shit yeah um yeah car well cars are important to like a young man's self-image um you know i didn't have cool cars growing up i always my parents couldn't afford to buy me shit so i had to do it myself uh, i paid 400 dollars for my first car it was a 1980 toyota tercel i believe that's what it was yeah toyota tercel uh, it, yeah. it was it was yellow with uh, gray primer spots it looked like a moldy lemon uh my first car was a stick shift which was the first time i'd driven a stick shift so my first couple days of that was a lot of fun <laughs> and, and i had that for i don't know uh about Eight months before I basically traded it for a 1972 T-Bird. Way cooler. Wait, what? You traded your Tercel for a 72 T-Bird? Yeah. <laughs> he wanted he wanted, eight, he wanted $800 for it. I'm like, dude, take the Tercel. And he he wanted to get it, you know, but he wasn't driving the uh, T-Bird because it cost ridiculous amounts of money even back then for gas. So for him, it was a good trade, and I needed the status. <laughs> was the T-Bird, uh, like, uh, did it have the Camaro, like, the three-speed? Oh no, it was an automatic. It wasn't terribly oh, it was fast. It, yeah, I mean, it it was fast for what it is. It had a four hundred and sixty cubic inch engine in it, uh, but it was also fucking gigantic. You know, it it had like an acre worth of hood. Uh, it it was actually a really good thing that I uh, traded him for it because shortly after that, I was kicked him out of my house and was living in my car for six months. So I appreciated the upgrade. <laughs> yeah, you probably lived in that a little better than you would have that Tercel. Yeah, yeah, I love that T-Bird. Uh, it had Dude, so many cool little things to it. My uh, my first car was a powder blue hatchback Plymouth Horizon, and it <laughs> and and I hit I hit a Saab head on with that thing, and it completely totaled the Horizon. And the Saab, I don't think it even broke the grill. <laughs> I mean, it, fucking, it, it told sobs back in the in the 80s and in early 90s were tanks dude and this thing I, I wasn't even going that fast he wasn't going that fast i was going straight and he turned in front of me but he turned directly in front of me and hit me basically head on and it told my cousin went through the fucking windshield it was fast enough that it sent him through the windshield but oh, um oh he walked away he signed off he didn't even fucking see the ambulance he was like fuck this um he, he yeah he's a crazy bastard anyways Wait, um did it, you say you it, had a plymouth horizon yeah yeah hatchback, oh, powder hell blue yeah. <laughs> hell yeah fucking, those things are fucking awesome man oh you, that's they, horrible you, 
<laughs> Nothing got through a snow better than one of those. You know, they were amazing because they had those little tiny tires. They act like pizza Front wheel cutters. Drive, right? Yeah, yeah. They had those little tiny thin tires that act like pizza cutters and cut right through the snow to the pl- pavement. I'm not even joking. They were great in the fucking snow. Well, yeah, because what you could do is if you got into deep snow or if you got stuck, you could take the wheel and just rock the wheel back and forth and create a little channel and then go a little farther and then rock the wheel back and forth, create a channel and go a little farther. And you could get through anything with a fucking thing. Yeah, dude, I know exactly what you're talking about. We did that exact same thing, except for it was really deep snow. So basically the uh, a guy just started to go backwards, charge forward, make it about another two feet to get stuck, back it up, charge forward a couple of feet. Yep. <laughs> you would just push yep. to the fucking snow eventually. Yeah. Uh, and of course, they mentioned the Dodge Omni, which is the same thing, obviously. Um, yeah, same shit. Yeah, uh, my friend uh, had a Dodge Omni um, at the same time he was dealing drugs. <laughs> but no, just selling pot and stuff. But he had a lot of spare cash. So he ended up spending $5,000 on this ridiculous fucking sound system. Yeah, uh, but then uh-huh. then 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 spend like the two hundred dollars for a good car alarm or anything like that. So then it got stolen like two weeks after he had it. Oh, well, like, I can see that in get. Detroit. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what you get for uh, uh, spending five thousand uh, dollars on stereo equipment for a car that costs fucking five hundred. Exactly. I my favorite car growing up though. So I wrecked I wrecked the uh, the um, the Plymouth Horizon. And then I bought, I bought a uh, Mercury Tempo from a girl that I went to school with. And I, I drove that Mercury Tempo for like six months. And she had a, an 87 uh, Ford Tempo. So, mm-hmm. no, it, it was a Mercury Topaz. She also had, so while I bought the Topaz from her, she, had the, uh, she was driving the Ford Tempo, an 87 Ford Tempo. One day she just shows up in my driveway. And she's like, I really want my Mercury back you want to trade straight up for, for the, the Ford tempo. And uh, so the mercury was, was, um, automatic. The, um, the, the Ford tempo was a stick and I, I love driving standards. So in, I mean, it was a wash. I mean, they both were 1987s, you know, and this is in 1993. I mean, they were thousand dollar cars basically. So I'm like, right. fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's trade. I like, I like the, uh, I like the tempo better anyways. And that was the fucking best car. It was gold. The, the car was straight gold. It was a two door. It had a sunroof and, and I called it old gold and that thing five speed. I fucking love that car. It was a fuel injected 2.3. I mean, it didn't have any balls or anything, but I tell you what, <laughs> that car got me wherever I needed to go. And it didn't matter if I was blowing zeros or if i was a 0.23 man that fucker got me where i needed to go it was (laughs) i'm telling you right now that thing had autopilot i just had to will it and it would get me there man (laughs) (laughs) i think my favorite car that of my old cars obviously my i like my newer cars way better than the old ones i had a 1978 toyota toyota celica gt Uh, if you're not familiar with the 78 toyota celica gt uh, just think of like a Mustang Mach one, the seventies Mach one, and then just yeah. take it on each end and squish it together. Uh, cause that's what it looked like. It looked like a little tiny Mach one. It was a fucking awesome car. Uh, looking back on it, it turns out it was actually a collector's item. So if I should have kept the fucking thing, uh, but the one I had was in poor shape when I got it, I paid $230 for that car. <laughs> and drove <it> for- <laughs> Dude, do you know how much that kills people now? Why I tell them that you know, concerning what a collectible car is, it's a big deal car, I guess. And I loved it. It was fucking, it wasn't super duper fast, but for what it was, it was really fast and it was nimble. They meant it as a sports car. Um, and I drove that thing for fucking two years. It was indestructible right up until a, uh, 
right up until like a a, a, um, a hose, excuse me, a hose, a, a fan belt got all caught up and seized up the engine because they're overheated. And uh, uh, while obviously we could repair the the uh, radiator, the engine was fucking toasty after that. But fucking, that's yeah. not the engine's fault. That's just you know fucking mechanical failure. It was God. It was such a fucking fun car. It looked like a Mad Max fucking car because it was like like really old faded blue and had dents here and there. And for some reason or another, it had these nasty fucking steely looking fucking hug caps. Uh, fucking God. Yeah. I, I put posted pictures of it on the OG before. You've probably seen it. Uh, probably. Yeah. My buddy had a, um, see Mercury was kind of like, I don't know how obviously Mercury and Ford are all kind of, they're similar. So, um, like yeah. I was telling you, my uh, that tempo and that topaz were basically the same car. One was just Mercury and yeah. one was Ford. My buddy yeah. had something that was exactly like a Ford Mustang, but it was a, called a Mercury Caprice. It looked oh, yeah. exactly like a Mustang. I yeah, don't know if yeah. it had a five liter in it, but it, it looked yes. exactly the same. You know, it was basically the same car, just different branded. Yeah, yeah, they've done that with, with several, uh, you know, like the Dodge Omni, Plymouth Horizon, uh, fucking yeah, the Caprice is, you know, uh, it's a Mustang. That's exactly what it is. They just sell it under the Mercury name. Um, they did that before, like uh, with the Ford Thunderbirds and the, the Lincoln uh, Town Cars back back in the seventies. A lot of those that they were exactly the same fucking car. They just put basically no. a different nameplate on them, gave them and gave them some inside options to make them nicer for one version over the other. Yeah, it was it was the Thunderbird and the Mercury Cougar. I I had a 1976 Mercury Cougar that was super badass. Yeah. And and it was that was a two door and it was about fucking 86 feet long. Yeah. It yeah. was so long, dude. And you yeah. want to you want to hear you want to hear a dumbass tenor story like you haven't heard an, enough of them. So oh, I sure. fried I fried the complete electrical system on that fucking thing. One day, I don't know what I was doing. I wasn't even drunk. I think I was working nights or something. I was in corrections. I was working nights and the battery was dead. And I was like, ah, fuck, I got to jump. I got to jump the Merc. So I went out and pulled whatever other car my wife was driving at the time, pulled it up, you know, nose to nose. And I went to jump it and I hooked the fucking jumper cables up backwards. <laughs> Whoopsies. And buddy, I fucking fried that electrical system, dude. No, nothing worked after that. I mean, it melted the wires all together. Dude, I fucking completely fried that goddamn thing being an idiot. And it was a stupid oh, mistake, but it ruined the fucking car, man. Yeah, yeah. They didn't have the safeguards and stuff like they do now. Although that would probably do horrible <laughs> things to a new car as well. Um, oh, dude, yeah, it that- ruined it. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a shame. Because I like like the the T bird that I had it um it was two door as well. It sounds like it's pretty close to the same car. They were only about four years difference. At that point, they're just making minor changes from year to year. So it's significantly speaking the same car. Um Yeah, and this yeah, this it, was a Florida car too. So there was no rust. Everything was nice. I mean, the finish was nice, the, the undercarriage was nice. I mean, I bought it when I lived in Florida and then I brought it to New York with me. So we're talking this is in two thousand one and it's a it was either a 76 or a 78. I can't remember exactly. Um, and it was a, it was mint on the outside because it had never seen salt or not. It'd seen salt obviously cause it was in Florida, but it never seen salt on the road from snow and shit. And it was right, right. perfect dude. The, the car was great. And I completely fried that bitch. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, fucking. I love that car so much. It had so many cool little things to it. One of my favorites was the was the uh, horn for it. 
the horn for it was the inside edge of the steering wheel. Have you, have you ever seen that before? Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. So to, to, to honk the horn, you squeeze the steering wheel. I I made a lot of I made a couple few bets with friends of mine, uh, but betting them that they couldn't honk my horn, and I was right every time. That was fucking rare enough that no one knew how to fucking do it. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, cars are always a. Uh... They're always more of an adventure when you were growing up and you're, you're poor. Not that I'm rich or making a sig- substantial amount of money, but, you know, back in the day when you had to get under the hood and try to fix you, I remember the, um, the fuel pump used to go in my tempo and it wouldn't start. But if I got it started, I don't know if it was suction, gravity. I'm not a fucking mechanic, guys. But if I could get it started, it would stay running. So I used to keep like a roundup bottle full of gasoline in my back seat. And I would spray, I would spray uh, gasoline into the fuel injectors just to prime it to get it started. And once it started, it stayed running. <laughs> because I need. Do you know how many? Do you know how many? And it stayed running. Stories there I've see, heard over the years. So many different cars yell. Oh, we, we can't turn it off. We got to run. So okay, we're gonna we're gonna be doing all of our errands at once today, and the car is gonna stay on the entire fucking time because once we turn it off, it's not fucking starting again. You know, it's it sucked at the time, but when to look back on it, to think that that's how you just had to fucking live to get from point A to point B, man, it it, it actually uh, it makes me a little nostalgic for those days. Yeah, yeah. Caps is talking about remnant choke, having to warm up cars in the morning. You don't do that with modern cars anymore. Uh, fucking. Just oh no, so anything carbureted, with- you you anything carbureted, you had to warm that bitch up. Same with oh, motorcycles. Yeah. That's why I would never have a carbureted like a Harley carbureted fucking motorcycle i don't want to warm that shit up i want to fucking start it jump on it and go man yeah yeah and all of my friends cars were all shitty in different ways like one of our one of my friends had i want to say it was a monte carlo or something like that that the shocks were just fucking done on so if whenever he drove around it was like being in the ocean it would slow they they would slowly bob up and down individually you know, like the front end would be <laughs> significantly higher than the rear end at any given time or vice versa. It's like whenever you hit a bump, it's like, it was like riding on a cloud, man. You just kind yeah, of floated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's probably good for the handling, but it was made for an interesting ride. Um, so many just different shit like that. People uh, like I've had cars where like the T-Bird is a good example. Fucking uh, I couldn't put more than $5 worth of gas into it because it had a, a fucking um crack in the gas tank so if you put more than five dollars in it would all leak out uh and the, being the fact yeah being the fact that uh gas was only about a dollar a gallon right so that wasn't the real issue but the thing is uh that thing only got fucking nine miles to the gallon which means i could go 40 miles before i had to stop and hit a gas station <laughs> <laughs> and and to make it more fun the gas gauge was broke you had you had to you had to go by fucking how many miles around the speedometer it's like okay i'm at Okay, I'm at the, 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 the okay, I got 40 miles. Remember, tell my I'll be telling my passengers like, hey, if, if it gets past 47, we're going to run out of gas. So remind me to check that every once in a while or whatever the number was that day. So that's the reason you never left Detroit your whole fucking life, dude. We figured it out, man. That's the reason you never fucking left. Besides yeah. that free bus ticket, besides that free bus ticket to uh, Marine Corps boot camp. That's the only yeah. time you left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, and it's funny. It's I make jokes about that, but my shitty cars really did affect my driving habits. I very rarely drive on highways. I almost always take surface streets, uh, even occasions, even on occasions where the highway's quicker. Uh, and it comes from 
a couple different reasons. One, I don't particularly like multi-lane roads because I don't trust other people. Um, you know, like I don't trust four or five people going side by side at 70 miles an hour all that much. Uh, but the main reason was because I was always scared to death. My car was going to break down and I would much rather break down on a surface road than on the highway. Uh, a lot of the highways I went to, for example, uh, I lived about an hour drives away from my father, um, driving on the driving either way. You end up going through Detroit, uh, to get to my dad's house, who was on the other side of Detroit for me. Um, if you took server streets, it, it, it could get kind of shady and stuff, but if you broke down, you could pull into a gas station, you know, or whatever, and, and, you know, find a pay phone and call them. If you broke down on the highway, a lot of that time, the highway is either inset into the road or like, or, or raised up on bridges. And so you have to walk at least a mile or two to get the fuck off the highway to even find something to call. A lot of the highway went through industrial sections where, you know, there's nothing fucking, you know, residential or commercial there, or it went through fucking burnt out parts of Detroit where if you, you know, if once you left that highway, you're probably never coming back again. So, so it, the fact that I couldn't trust any of my cars really made it to the, really made me not want to drive on highways that much. And even though I have nice cars now, well, reliable cars now that I don't have to worry about them breaking down. I, still tend to drive on surface roads instead. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, but you can understand that. I mean, there's fuck, there's parts of the, the 75 going through Detroit where fucking, uh, like, uh, it goes over, uh, like this big industrial thing and there's, it's got, it's gotta be a three mile long bridge or two mile. It's a really, really fucking long bridge. It's not very high. It only goes up like about a hundred feet. It's going over all these factories and then it goes over the Rouge river and then a whole bunch of other stuff. But I could only imagine fucking breaking down on that. That'd be horrible. Dude, when I was in Florida, the only reason I avoided bridges, because I, I did construction down there, and uh, <laughs> I would get stuck coming from, like, uh, going Gulf to Bay, like, from Tampa uh, over to Clearwater. I'd get stuck on that bridge because we would all drink, like, four or five beers after work. I'd get stuck on the, on the Gulf to Bay bridge coming mm -hmm. out of the causeway, not a bridge. It was a causeway coming back over, and I'd have to piss. <laughs> there, were times, there were times I was in the middle of the causeway in traffic. I'm like, I just, I said to myself, I'm going to, I'm going to have to piss myself. I, I, I can't make it. I can't make it to the end of the causeway. I'm not going to make it. I did. I didn't piss myself, but there were times that I reserved myself in my brain. I was like, I'm just going to have to fucking take one for the team and piss right now in my pants because there, there's no pulling over. There's no pulling over to piss on the side of the road. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember someone one time someone pissed in my car. I was so angry. Um, yeah, I had a 1980 <laughs> Ford Festival, not a Festiva, a festival because that car was festival? a fucking party. Um, a little tiny white <laughs> car. Um, and uh, someone else is driving my car because I'm I historically let other people drive my car because I don't really like to drive that much. And this car had uh, big fuzzy seat covers, like long fur, fake fur seat co seat covers. Like you know, the the fur was like a couple inches long. I actually hated them because they were hot. Um, and which it was a good thing I wasn't too attached to him because the guy that was driving says, oh, I'm not going to make it. I'm like, what? I'm not going to make it. I'm like, dude, there's a gas station. Oh, I'm like, dude, did uh -huh. you just pee on my fucking seat? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> so I threw that shit out. He's like, I'll wash it when we get home. I'm like, that car, that car seat's never coming back in my car again. You go find someplace to throw it away. <laughs> Listen, Sly Dog is telling me to be a man and, and, and admit that I pissed myself. I did not piss myself on the causeway. I promise you I didn't. Um, <laughs> I, have, I have, back in my younger days when I used to drink excessively, like excessively more than I do now already, 
I think I woke up a couple times in my own piss. That might have happened once or twice. So I can admit <laughs> that, but I will not admit something that did not happen, sir. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Shit. Well, dude, uh, I think uh, it's about time to end the show. We're a little bit over, but that's fine. Dude, I really appreciate you calling in. You saved me from talking to myself for like 45 minutes. Uh, you're always welcome <laughs> to call, man. Uh, yeah, no doubt, uh, man. I, w- I was a little more subdued today than I usually am, which is weird because I'm I'm about six or seven busies in. But uh, well, you, you weren't I peacocking was... for Dalton like you normally do. No, no. Usually, I I, I like turn around <laughs> and shake my ass at him, but uh, there was no one to do that here for. So right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, I want to thank the OG Army for listening. I can't do the show without you guys. Um, shit, that's about it. You got anything you want to say before we get out of here, Tanner? No, I'm not going to do it. So uh, I'm I'm good for tonight. I'm going to go pick up sushi. So uh, yeah, Ooh, go fuck cool. yourself, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys have a great night. We'll see everybody tomorrow at 6. Bye-bye. Peace. Well... Later for you.